When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I am joined by Tony Anderson. Hello, Craig. And Ewan Taylor. Hello, Craig. Three of us all together in Tony's spare bedroom to talk about the six results in the Scottish Premiership from the weekend. Not a really a bad game amongst them. Uh, well, no, actually, sorry, I, I was at the Hibs game, that was terrible. <laughs> I was going to say, I watched about that and it was... I, I can barely pay attention, I, I, I'm in a, and I'm investing in it. With the exception of that, mm. not maybe a bad game amongst them. <laughs> uh, plenty of talking points, so let's get to them. And let's begin, let's start with the three games at the bottom six, shall we? And let's begin at Dens Park, the, the big six-pointer of the weekend. Dundee 1, St Johnston 1. Dundee going 1-0 up early on through Jordan Marshall. St Johnston equalising the second half through Sean Rooney. Mark McGee, before the game, said that if Dundee were to win the match, he would be naked for the rest of this week. So either this means that he's not wearing any trousers for the rest of this week or he's not wearing any T-shirts. I think how dangerous that is, just walking around naked at all times for a week and when you've got to go into work and people are in football stadiums. Did you see him, though, after the game in his post-match interview with his shirt? It was, it was literally unbuttoned <laughs> to the navel. I think that was the approach he was taking. It was obscene. Honestly, uh, I mean, it was a disgrace. Did he, not, he claimed that he that, that it worked. He said, we got a draw. So, oh my, this is what, this is what would really worry me. I, I did get his point, though, because he was asked if his, pre, if his motivational tactics had worked. And he has, and I kind of, I got his point. Because he said they worked because they were so good in the first half hour. And they were. They were <laughs> my motivation was so good. <laughs> but I just, sometimes I, I worry. I suppose that's the kind of motivation thing. You have to get your players up for it for the start and then they uh, kind of have to take it. For, maybe he just didn't have any other motivation techniques to fit into the 15 minutes of half time. Because what can you say in those 15 minutes of half time? <laughs> okay, okay lads. This game's cock out. To show, <laughs> you that, um, to show you that I'm even hungry, I'm going to put my fingers to my throat now. 
Sometimes I just worry about when when managers start get like this. It's more thinking about themselves and like making sure that everyone thinks what they're doing is good. They're in front and centre. And it does really like, feel like the cult of Mark McGee right yeah, now. Yeah, that's, right? that's what I mean. It doesn't have anything to do with the actual team. The man is just clearly angling for like a tennis podcast Patreon episode about Mark McGee's Dundee reign in like 18 months' time. That, that's <laughs> Everything's just aimed at that. It's, just, it's quite see-through, I think. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What he could, motivational-wise, maybe put his clothes back on, possibly would have helped. But if I was a Dundee player, I'd be scared and confused. <laughs> That was scared and confused just reading all his comments last week. I was like, what? Is he all right? <laughs> no, he he's not. Said, he also said as well before the game that he made a big point about having to change things. You have to, if you want to go and win games, you have to, you have to change things. You have to be brave and blah, blah. And then he picked the same team. <laughs> <laughs> but changing things has nothing to do with the heating in your home. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not the same. Um, oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's, maybe the fact it, it sort of, alleviates the pressure and the strain that's the best I could see about the idea that making it a laugh uh, and, and sort yeah. of make, it, mm. make it less serious so when you lead up to the game you're not feeling the pressure that's, so much that's a good point uh, yeah, so that's, that's the only thing but I, I don't know if he was thinking like that I think he was being very very earnest with the, <laughs> with, yes. the, with, with these ideas that's but they did start extremely well and the atmosphere I think was a big part of that it was good mm. to see what 8,000 people there um, Craig Cairns was there and he said that the Dundee fans were there like half an hour before kickoff. off their, their equivalent of um, the ultras mm. uh, banging their drums for the whole time like in the big lead up to the game and then he just said they just, and the St Johnson fans on the same they were there early they were doing it and they were just taking little breaks to boo the team when they were just running up to the end of the circle and then just lobbing the ball forward the classic Scottish football when a team's not doing well in Scottish football it's always halfway line chipped ball forward that's yeah. always what it is uh, and the oh, lazy floater yeah yeah, yeah. And, they, and that's what he just said they were just taking little breaks from trying to make the atmosphere good just to make sure that we're also we're still not happy with what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> something was very good in the first half Did, uh, yeah, so as I said Dundee were the best, best team for the first half and our Max Anderson was excellent in the centre mm. of the park a few other kind of Dundee players stood out as well but they, they couldn't keep it going and St Johnson came back into things before the half slightly and then there was a tactical change at, at the break which really worked in St Johnson's favour. Not changing formation, obviously, because it's Callum Davidson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he refuses to do that. Uh, the only change of formation he will ever do is go from a 3-4-3 to a 3-5-2. <laughs> which is wild. Yep. Uh, but he did bring off Dan Cleary who was looking a bit kind of hesitant with the ball. Cleary's kind of be there to... Cleary's not looking like a great defender to me, but he was mm. kind of providing a bit of balance on the, the right side of that back three as somebody who could kind of take the ball out, do a kind of a discount impression of Jason Kerr mm. uh, and help... Some kind of, fucking discount. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, kind of help St. Johnson going forward. Uh, kind of more about that than the defender, but he looked very kind of hesitant in this game. So Davidson made the decision, brought on Tom Sang? Oh. Tom Sang mm. uh, at, at half time, Put Sean Rooney back to right centre-back, which... Don't, on the face of it I don't really like but it worked in this game because it meant mm. that Rooney was getting forward because Rooney is as tends to do and also sang um, it's not James Brown there it's somebody who can attack so you yeah. got two players suddenly on the right who would be willing to go down and that helps St Johnson get more of a foothold in the game in the second period mm. um, I quite liked I liked the Dundee team I don't think we get to see it enough the sort of Max Anderson Burn and Adam I think there's been loads of uh, I've always thought that the, that, that would work 
because there's so many legs now. Burn, burns. So many legs. So many legs. Six. Also, <laughs> <laughs> two of them are Charlie Adams. <laughs> five. That is minus legs. There's enough. There's enough legs there that allows Charlie That's Adams. Five. It's just two legs. <laughs> Charlie Adams is minus two. Yeah. So I wasn't. I was. And I don't think we've got a chance to see that. Unless Burns been out for for large periods of the, of the season. So I was quite excited to see how that worked, and it did seem they were able to put so much pressure on. St Johnston. Yeah, that was that was mm. kind of how the game went in the early part because they just um, Halberg and Crawford really didn't get much time on the ball at all, and they were both really kind of passengers in the first half. Halberg improved in the second half. Crawford was taken off with Cammy McPherson coming on. Who? Well, let me just say it was it was Alec Crawford uh, coming off for Cammy McPherson. That entire game went exactly as you would think it would. Yeah. <laughs> just not much input there from the the left side of their midfield three, um, because that's a problem for St. Johnson mm. that they've only got two decent midfielders to play with us. Michael Stewart on the radio was saying uh, that he thought Cammy McPherson was playing like well beneath his level, and he's a much better player than St. Johnson. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> like, he did. Um, I will say I'm a, I'm a former a former. Cammy McPherson Church Cam- uh, Yeah, Church of Cammy McPherson <laughs> <laughs> I used to attend the Church of Cammy McPherson I uh, now think that church should be closed down mm. and, and sold off to Satanists it just uh, Yeah, because he's, he's not done anything It seemed really bizarre when they were able to sneak money out of them by like yeah. taking them back for the team when they were doing the pre-contract just be like Take, cut your losses. You've done. You've got away with it because uh, he'd yeah. not done anything in the first half of the season to suggest that he was going to be a good signing. But yeah. I think Davidson. We've seen a big problem for Davidson. Recruitment has been terrible since, mm. uh, and I'm sure St John's fans could sit and tell me it's not all Davidson fault, and I'm sure it's not. I'm sure there's other people at the club as there is at all. Mm. But St Johnson is still quite a small club. I would imagine Davidson has a huge say in, in who they bring in, mm. and Crawford. None, none of them have really worked well at all and I know it was always going to be impossible to replace Kerr and McCann with enough quality but maybe get one or two right eh? mm. yeah the best sign was bringing Callum Hendry back on yeah. loan for yeah not on loan but bringing him back from his loan at Kilmarnock when he was their best striker yeah in the first place <laughs> really so, he just had a bit of poor time but yeah. uh, well Chris Kane uh, Chris Kane's out for the season isn't mm-hmm. he and Stevie May it's, 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 I'm no longer going to say it. I'm just done now. Unless until until he goes on loan, I wanted to say this on the the last of you for the terrace, but instead, the uh, in fact, no, they didn't even run the section um, because uh, Killian Sheridan's uh, section was too good to really cut down. So we were going to do matchmakers, and I proposed Stevie May to Falkirk. <laughs> Yeah, mid table league one to fire he'll fire Falkirk back, he'll get his confidence back, and then maybe come back to St. Johnson for one more top fight, soiree, and then you can disappear at the lower league. But I've even noticed you've been saying this sort of thing for a while. Stevie is now even dropping further down the pyramid <laughs> to get to get you're starting like maybe even the championship might not no, be. I know, I was just championship might not be good enough. You're in the um, for the St Johnson goal, you know, the you know, rain scored that was from a corner, and you could see Stevie May like, warming up in the background. I just I thought it was probably the goal, but then you know, watching the highlights, and I thought it, it just depressed me just watching him warm up. Mm. <laughs> if I was a St Johnson fan seeing that, it would just make me think that I mean, there's no hope here, there's absolutely no hope. But they, they, did, they did score. I mean, that's I thought that goal was the sort of goal that a team that gets relegated concedes mm. ultimately. Yeah, uh, Ian Lawler, yeah. absolutely. He just, he just had a fall. 
He yeah. just fell over. Yeah, the wee fall. The bodies in front of the yeah. goalkeeper, and you usually see the goalkeeper going hell for leather to ah. get through these bodies. He was like, eh. Yeah, he's they bounced off Charlie Adam. Fair enough. That's yeah, that's easily done. But well, he's got his I mean, own orbit. So, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, uh, yeah, that is just that wasn't remotely good. And that wasn't even that great a header. But obviously, he just had a lot more want than everyone else. Yeah, because I think that's a good point because it's not like Halberg takes a corner and Halberg's set pieces are, are, are pretty decent but it's not even it's like a it's right on top of the goalkeeper which I suppose with that amount of bodies it is a good ball but mm. a normal goalkeeper just goes like that and just catches it. There was, <laughs> there was an absolute loser mentality though from Callum Davidson and St Johnson which the fans weren't happy about. I mean, mm. I think I think Davidson maybe tried to put it on the players a little bit but it looked like they were sitting back towards the end. There was a point where Alexander Clark claimed the ball and done the whole kind of go to ground thing. Yeah. Murray Davidson shouted at the fourth official for how much time was added on, kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. just go, you're the team in the ascendancy, just go beat them. Like, they're I mean, shit. And also, as well, <laughs> like, yeah, a draw helps you avoid automatic relegation, but you're surely, yeah. if you're St. Johnson, you're, look, you've got eyes of catching St. Mirren and just yeah. being yeah, safe. Because yeah. you don't want to get to the playoff final. And yeah, I think St. Johnson would beat anybody they meet in the playoff final because I don't think their championship contenders are that strong. But you never know. Like mm. saying the f- I don't want to be in a knockout. Yeah. So you get beat, get, stay up. Say you get beat one 0 away from Arbroath, and then your home leg, you're like, say, I say you, you bat Arbroath, can't score. They score a, a, a jammy goal, and then in your home leg, fifty minutes, and you get somebody sent off. That's yeah. it. You're relegated. Yeah. Couple of bits of bad luck go against you. Just try to make yourself safe. Yeah. Go and try to win the game. Also, it's fucking Dundee. <laughs> I mean, at that stage, Charlie Adams literally been wheeled about the pitch to take the set pieces. Before we move on, we need to talk about his dive. Ah. Oh. I didn't even realise you know, when I saw the clip and I just saw him falling. I thought it was to win a penalty. It's not to win a free kick. It's two. That, uh, what's that about? Two to three weeks after he commented on Lewis Ferguson yeah. on telly about how everyone knows he goes to ground uh, easily, trying to soil a young man's career. <laughs> he does though, but nonetheless, so does Charlie. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, nah, I mean, uh, that, it was it was very funny. Just, him. Yeah, it's just, it's just. Was it a good position for him to take the free kick? I think that's probably why he did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. End swinger. Yeah. I think he's got so. me X's marked out. Yeah. The <laughs> I'm going down here. Anyone gets there, go down. You know, it's a really bad dive when the guy who you're trying to con the ref into thinking has made contact to you has to jump out the way of you. <laughs> <laughs> The, the return of Sean Rooney though massive and then yeah. uh, mm. well, I think well, you would tell me he's a, cl- a clutch player Fowler yes he right? does come through the clutch yeah so I mean he's mm. back he's barely he's old Texas Fowler here yeah. and, uh, and you were um, and I, I heard you talking about him on the fullbacks pod and you kept him in your top 12 yeah. uh, and a wee bit of vindication because exactly the reason is still whenever you're really really needed Rooney steps up and this is arguably their biggest game of the season so far outside maybe the Catholic the European final. games or whatever and, and I liked him screaming at the crowd as well when he scored Aye. and I was kind of thinking it's a shame that he didn't get the chance to do that like last season when he was winning two cup finals yeah, for yeah. them <laughs> um, but hmm. yeah that, that's Dundee down here cool bye right we'll get on to the next match after these messages it's time once again to tell you all about Manscaped the leader in below the waist men's grooming now we're coming to the business end of the football season when while personally I've only got eyes on the Scottish Premiership and the Scottish Lower Leagues, I know that a lot of you will be keeping an eye on the Champions League. Is it going to be Man City? Is it going to be Liverpool? Is it going to be Real Madrid? Is it going to be Villarreal? At this point in time, we don't really know. But what we do know is there is no better option for keeping your family jewels nice, 
clean and tidy than Manscaped. Make sure you're keeping everything under control so that when you get into that scoring position, you don't blow it harder than PSG in a second leg fixture. <laughs> Am I right? Come get the best ball products your money can buy with the code TERRACE at manscaped.com for 20% off and free delivery on your order. Now, I've spoken a lot about Manscaped in the past. I think it's a great product. I think that most men should be looking after their below the waist, their, their, their pubic region, I think we should say, because nobody likes it when it's all messy and it's all smelly. Who wants that? That's not a good time for anybody. It's not a good time for you. It's not a good time for your partner. It's not a good time for any hookup you might have. And every time I'm on to talk about it, I always wax lyrical about the Performance Package 4.0 because that's got everything you can want. It's got the lawnmower, it's got the weed whacker, it's got the multiple ball formulations in terms of keeping it all nice and fresh and smelling great. It's got the travel bag and it's got the anti-chafing boxers. What I haven't told you about before is how good the battery length on this thing is. The trim art lasts for 90 minutes. That's right, the length of a football game. You could be shaving your nether regions for 90 minutes. I hope you should never have to do that because that means you've got to let things get really bad down there. But it's good to have a long-lasting battery so you don't have to constantly recharge the thing. And while April is also the business end of the football season, it's also Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of their We Save Balls initiative. So support Manscaped and support yourself by getting 20% off and free shipping with the code Terrace at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Terrace at manscaped.com. Once again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with the code Terrace. Roll with Manscaped and get the championship package for your package. Okay, let's move on to the match at Pataudry. Aberdeen 1, Livingston 2. Aberdeen are fucking crap. Ewan? It's absolutely brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I'll go over to you, you're a Rangers fan. But, uh... Jim Goodwin, singular uh, in all his games at uh, Aberdeen so far. I mean... They're rotten. I, I thought the the team had the air of a team that he's picked because he thinks those players, possibly with the exception of uh, Lewis Ferguson, will be there next season. In which case, Aberdeen are in trouble. <laughs> Again, next season. I mean, they, obviously they'll recruit in the summer, but I mean, that, that's the only reason I can think he wouldn't have played Ramsey and Ramirez. Because yeah. Ramsey might well Funzo be able to do right back over yeah, Calvin uh, Ramsey. Yeah. Is, uh, I mean, that's it's both. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, Aberdeen are in relegation trouble. You have to play your best team. Absolutely. I would suggest, <laughs> um, and uh, to not, I mean, to play like Marley Watkins. I mean, a Jim Goodwin team cannot play a false nine. I'm sorry, <laughs> he, he, he is not clever enough to do that. Uh, so, I, I mean, I quite like Jim Goodwin as a, as a guy, but I mean, I, I don't think he's a great manager. I don't think he did anything to really deserve that job either. I mean, I think. It, I mean, he was on a good run of form with St Mirren when he got that job. If Aberdeen had sacked Stephen Glass a month before or a month after, he's not getting the job because he wouldn't have been in a good run of form mm-hmm. because he wasn't doing that good a job at St Mirren. He was doing exactly how he should do at St Mirren, really. Yeah, he had them where they should be. Yeah, because that's exactly what I, I think I said this off air. Like, mm. That's why he never got linked to the Hibs job, for example, because yeah. that was during his, when he hadn't won in about 12 games. Yeah, exactly. And then, but he went on the good run for when the Aberdeen job yeah. came up and, 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 yeah. he, and he got that one. Yeah. You just you know because I think Samaritan would be in the same run of form they're on now with, with Stephen Robinson uh, as uh, you know if, if Goodwin had stayed so and then there'd be he wouldn't be getting linked to any jobs so it's just I mean I think it was a, a sort of knee jerk appointment 
Um, and uh, I think Aberdeen are yeah in trouble. Also, um, uh, played four two three one with a centre midfield three of Connor Barr and Lewis Ferguson yeah. both sitting and uh, both doing the same job pretty much as well. Yeah. And uh, number ten and Ross McCrory. Sorry, what? Yeah, I mean, I, I used to quite like Ross McCrory as a mm-hmm. as a Rangers player, but he, he you could I mean the sending off is basically exactly why he doesn't play for Rangers anymore because. It, it, because they both come from him not being good enough at football because he takes two bad touches and he you know I think actually the first tackle is a, a red card yeah um, but he you know, gets away with that one then goes into another one after another bad touch he, he's not it, he's not good enough in the air to play centre half and he's not good enough at football to play centre mid probably or right back or, or certainly not right back so what what is he he probably I mean I think in time he'll be a decent enough centre mid uh, if he's surrounded by maybe get better in the air Young players do tend to get better yeah. as they kind of go. John Suter was terrible near to start when now yeah. he's pretty yeah, good at it. I like McCrory in midfield sort of as a as a driving force, but that mm. would mean picking the ball up for deeper. Yeah, yeah. not playing as a number ten. Yeah, not, number ten. Not, no, yeah. Absolutely no. nowhere near got the sort of guile or, or talent to play that role, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah it's that, just not him. That's just not. So I don't know. And I was I, I looked it up on Y Scout because I saw a bit of the the highlights and I was reading a bit about the team, and and it does match up with like how narrow Aberdeen were mm. in this whole game, and that's not a surprise. But Ojo being your main outlet on the right, and then Watkins. Is playing sort of like alone and, and Bazayan is coming really central as well because that's where he wants to be. So it's just really, really narrow. And, yeah. and a team like Livingston, who are so, I don't want to go on a, a cliche about Livingston about being really well organised, but you know what I mean? They are. They're well drilled. They're yeah. a well drilled team. If you can play really now, that's that's the bread and butter. I mean, then they'll love that. They've won away for home with Sean Kelly playing in the centre yeah, of midfield. Uh, so that's that's uh, that's definitely system over personnel. Yeah. yeah. So I just don't know. I just don't know what the the mindset. And Ewan's got it spot on. He's He's trying to cozy up to people that he thinks are staying, mm. but you're not in a position to do that. No. Yeah, there's a job to be yeah. done. But I think, I mean, a lot of people uh, were invoking the ghost of Teddy Butcher uh, in the last week in relation to sacking Sean Maloney mm. because they think, well, oh, maybe Butcher's going to happen again. This is Butcher. Good, because I think Goodwin, that ha- well, Goodwin has fallen out with players already, obviously. Brown's left, Considine's uh, out the window. It looks like he's possibly fallen out with Ramirez. He's maybe made his mind up. He's not going to play Ramsey. To me, this looks like a butcher scenario where then he might have to go back to Ramsey. I don't know if there's been a fallout there, but he may have to go back to Ramirez and say, "Well, I need you to score a goal now." Yeah, I mean, she did on on Saturday. You know, so I think he's he's alienated some players definitely, and uh, I think he might be. You know, you might, that's what happened to the butcher, if I remember correctly. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, you know, he basically said, none of you will be here next year. And then it was all about, could you stop us getting out of Then he had please? to go back to Kevin Thompson <laughs> and yeah, get him uh-huh. into the team. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because it's like you're talking about the Terry Butcher scenario, but Stephen Robinson at St Mirren's kind of done the same. He's alienated some players. Mm-hmm. He's fallen out of them. He yeah. threw everyone under the bus. It's like, how are these... Because uh, Robinson... Uh, There's maybe, only two Terry Butchers. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Robinson's not... <laughs> Robinson's not... Um, Robinson's like an experienced manager, so he's like, I mean, we're not talking about it somewhere, we'll probably go on to that, but a good one, the same, he's got a good couple of years under his belt, and he's been involved in football, and he seems like a really calm mm. and measured guy, so uh, I never even thought about this when I looked at the mm. team, so it was quite interesting you bringing this up, Ewan, but that, that, that all I, adds I could up. be talking, no, I mean, that may not be the case, but it just... No, there, it, is, it there is talk like about that, that and he yeah. said, uh, I think Goodwin himself has said that there's, there's players he's, he's told, but it's not... You don't know which players mm. he's told. It could be somebody who's near near the team, but he said that he's told players that they won't be needed next season, kind of thing. But mm. you just kind of want you just wonder who's who's he telling that to? Yeah, he's bringing Ramsey on to right wing in this game, so he's instantly going. to... Ramsey's still on the bench, still hanging mm. out. So Jack, why, Jack Gallagher also when he got subbed went right down the tunnel as well. 
Mm. Probably not happy that he was substituted before David Bates. Well, yeah, you would be. <laughs> I mean, David Bates tried his best to score an own goal in the game earlier, and, and David Bates has been nothing short of dreadful yes. for the entire oh. season. Pretty easy. Pretty easy. <laughs> Again, back to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he we actually tried to keep him at the time, um, but we just run a good place. Back <laughs> <in>. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was one of those decisions you look back on, then you think, no. Uh, what was I thinking? Um, he no, it, he's just. I mean, he's just not very good. David Bates. Uh, he's definitely not an Aberdeen level. Um, that's the nicest thing I've ever said about Aberdeen, I would say, but he's not an Aberdeen-level centre-half, um, and uh, I, I, I don't really understand. I mean, I think that's, the, you know, Constantine, if he's fit, should be playing. Yeah. Uh, and he's not. I mean, he should have got a new contract as well, in my opinion. Um, no, he's still unless probably he's done. Unless he's done after his knee injury. Yeah, but he could be. But if, could he be. Come, if he's just as good as he was before his knee injury, or even if he's 90%, he's still the best defender. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. by a distance. <laughs> uh, right, let's look at... Some of the incidents, Max Strayx push in the face of uh, Bejuin. Uh, a good laugh, in my opinion. <laughs> I watched it so many times to try to uh, make it, you know, think, oh, no, let's let's see if I can make this in my head not a sending off and a penalty. I'm afraid I cannot. I, <laughs> I can make it not a penalty. Oh, yeah? Because it's a foul. Oh. It's a foul against Bejuin first. Because he deliberately obstructs. So they both get booked. So I think that's what the referee is saying as well. Right. So he deliberately obstructs the goalkeeper. So that's that's a foul. So then, but it becomes think an off the ball incident then. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then it becomes an off the ball incident yeah, yeah. afterwards. So it could be it could be a red card and still a foul to Livingston. Okay, well in that case, perfect. I do enjoy. Thank you, thank you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a penalty. Uh, I think it was a red card though. Um, it was a red card. Uh, I, even though I think. Uh, um, Bazawan was, was at it a wee bit in terms of it. I think he dived. Bazawan? How do we pronounce it there again? I'm sure I learned at one point and I've completely forgotten. Bazawan's what I went with. Bazujain was what I told you the first time with that. Yeah, that sounds better to me. That. that sounds better to me. Bezzy. Uh, yeah. We've any busy. But he's uh, but he's now getting himself a uh, reputation. I love this when this happens with players. It's just funny. Just very the Colombians. <laughs> anti Colombian agenda in Scottish football. Um, and uh, yeah, he. I, I think he was at it. I think he was justified in being raging <laughs> that he didn't get because uh, he. I think he almost could. He could, almost could have get set off for his reaction to getting booked. Um, but I could understand where he was coming from because it was a bit of a joke. And it reminded me of remember when Celtic got the penalty uh, against Livingston when uh, Obelai like ruffled uh, here. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Jack Mack has missed the penalty last minute. But like, what are Livy players doing? Why do they do that in their own box? They just don't don't wallop other players. And also speaking of Obelai, that was a daft penalty giveaway. And- Yes. Right the end, that, that, that was a red card, by the way. Yeah, aye. Yeah, I don't know why he didn't get sent off for that. Um, not, I mean, it probably made a difference to the result, but yeah, uh, I thought that was a stonewall red card. I did think Livy's one was a bit soft. I don't think it was a penalty. No. I, 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 I love the penalty for Jason Holt. The, I, <laughs> the stutter I, step and then put it bar and in. Kissing kiss the bar as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed that Jason Holt's little legs can kick the ball that hard. <laughs> I, I never saw any evidence of that in several years at Ibrox. Fair play to him. Yeah, I, I don't think that was a penalty. I think Ojo, it's one of those that I know why the ref's given it. Yeah. And it does look it like looks it. Like but it. then when you get the slow mo, blah, blah, blah. I, you couldn't you actually see, see who, what happened. It was a very good, if it was a dive, it was a very good one. Yeah, because it's like waiting. It's that holding up, yeah. making it look like you've got tangled but, legs and the other uh, guy's overcommitted yeah. or whatever. It's, I think a referee is um, likely to give a penalty if it sort of looks like the defender's made a mistake, which yeah. is what it looked like. Um, it was a nice wee ball from uh, is it Bailey, I think. Played the, the through ball um, to to Shinny, um, so so yeah, uh, it was a nice play from Livingston, and yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, it was soft. It's a huge, huge result for Livingston. Like just, it's just all the same with what, what we're about mm. to talk about Hibs, but just getting it out of the way that there's not going to be any problems towards the end of the season yeah. and you can get settled. And Livingston have managed that. I mean, they, they lost Anderson. They lost players at a bad time. Mm-hmm. And then their form dipped and that stopped them getting in the top six. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they managed to do that. They've went away there without some of their some of their sort of better players, really. They were, they were missing Omionga, missing Anderson. And they still turned up the Pitodri and got a win, which, again, says a lot about... Mr. Martindale. And Mr. Martindale, and their manager. They've still turned up at Pitodri. Sounds bad, really. Yeah. <laughs> when you really boil it all down. Right, so let's move on to our third game. I was at this game. I wasn't at either of the two two previous games I've talked about. Uh, but I've got far, far less notes about this one because this one was uh, a stinker. Submitting nil, Hibs won. A nil-nil definitely would have been a fair result for this one. It was pretty bad. Pretty, pretty yeah. bad. Uh, the best two players in the park were Hibs two-sided centre-backs in the 3-5-2 three, three, system. Lewis... Stevenson, man of the match for me, and Paul McGinn was quite good as well. Anybody else? Mm. I was quite, um, I wasn't surprised. Paul McGinn, I was really shocked when he got rushed back for the Hearts game. But it didn't make any sense, especially how he hadn't played much under Malone either. And obviously the, 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 the two, the two um, sort of sided centre-backs have big roles in the way that Maloney wants to play and I was like Paul McGinn's not really that good technically as a player I don't mind Paul McGinn Paul McGinn's been a really good season he's played well above what we would have thought probably because an injured and half foot Paul McGinn is better than Rocky Bashiri yeah but he still had Harry Clark could have been used that's 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 to play him as like a fucking winger so there was still other ways of, of, of not doing but um, he played them anyway but I didn't want to put that against Paul McGinn because he gives away the first goal gives away the ball but that's being asked to do something that I think maybe a going beyond his skill set uh, so I'm not surprised when under David Gray, Paul McGinn is, is back to being reliable and good. And obviously he has, he has a big say in the goal as well. He gets well, that, that isn't a skill set, just lumping it forward, yeah. which is what he did. I mean, that goal with the brought Sean Mullaney out in hives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> agricultural pass forward. Uh, Harry Clark being quite useful playing from the right, mm-hmm. which would be a surprise uh, to Sean Mullaney also. And um, I thought it was well, really well taken from Ewan Henderson. It was, it was a really good finish. Um, a lot of him sounds like he played well. I still thought maybe I was just blinded by the fact that I think he's pish in general. I thought he was really good. I thought he was good at Hamden. He was good at Hamden. I don't think he was good against the Mun. I, th- I no, think he'll turn out to be the best of those of that transfer window that's just passed for yeah. Hibs. Because I know, Phil, you were the same. You, 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 me and you spoke. I think we'd done this on a transfer pod that we'd done and we were talking. And both, we both fancied Henderson to be quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got, I think he's got the talent to be mm, good. But yeah. we are getting. It's just massive for him. He's lost Maloney now, and Maloney was obviously a guy who had a lot of faith in him because he coached him. And now he's he's there. He's really going to have to do it because if he doesn't do it here, there is there's nowhere for him to go. He played for Dunfermline, Ross County, and Hibs, and not pulled up trees anywhere. So it's going to be big for him that the manager fancies him, or he's going to drop down the leagues. So it's it's good for him to get a goal, and it's good for him. Yeah, maybe I was wrong because I I do tend to believe fans who watch the game a bit closer than than I would um, will say that Penderson played well. I don't think he played that well. I don't, I don't agree, but um, fair enough. But it'd be good for him to get the goal and maybe start getting some performances together because he is on loan for Celtic, but he's signing in the summer for a three-year deal. deal. So mm, a lot of these guys. Yeah, you didn't want to be like, well, be sure I think you've got an option. I think you've got an option to say. Apparently we want to use it, though. <laughs> go go waste. Why? Um, well, it's, it's, I think with Rocky Bashiri, I've said this before, he's 22, and he does have some attributes. One of them isn't jumping. Uh, <laughs> and he's like timing and that it's not, it's it's not jumping and not being a bomb scare yeah so mm. I mean either he, he, he's strong he's quick uh, and, and somebody's tackling's decent so mm. I think there's attributes that they see 
that you could maybe want to mobile, but I still think it's high risk. Going, going for them, I, I wouldn't go back and see. Because I was talking, I've done this on a podcast about all the other centre had best centre halves in the league when they were 22, playing a much lower level than what Bashiri's playing now. Um, like Goldson with his own, uh, like Starfelt, Carter Vickers, all of them really low when they were when they were 22. So like, we forget sometimes 22 mm. defenders aren't normally playing yeah. at, at, at this level. Um, but that's me being very kind because he's not been good. And, no, and he no. gives me a heart attack every day of the cross. He can't, you look like the kind of guy you can play centre in a, in a back three, but we always have to shift things around because he has to play away. Cannot have a guy who can't jump as your, as your middle yeah. half because I'd be like, because we could put Porteous out on the right hand side. Yeah, of back get him, three, get really him get really get forward. He'd be like, really, really suited, but we can't. Mm. We have to just keep him, keep him in there. But uh, I'm just glad the season's over now because that's that solved. Um, Lewis Stevenson, I thought, played really well in the game for when I watched it. Yeah, he was. He was the best player in the park. Um, and um, Doyle Hayes was boring again. Die, Doyle Hayes did his usual. John Yeo was rubbish until he put in that ball for James Scott. Scott. And then he kind of got he got a bit better after that. It seemed to kind of shake some life in him. James Scott was all right, I thought. Um, for the first 10 minutes. I mean, I was, I was on the way down to the, uh, a pub to watch the game uh, in Leith. And I got there and then they didn't have the commentary on. They were putting the jukebox. Stay in the afternoon, though. You're not just putting the game on. But... Um, and you were messing with me. Oh, James Scott's on fire! I'm like, oh wow, can't wait to see this. Go the fuck on. He didn't bugger on until he was good in the lead up, and then kind of just after Hibs scored, and then he got taken off. Um, and, and Harry Clark again. I mean, that's him being involved in like three goals. Like, I mean, it is an assist. His yeah. touch is really good for over yeah, there, and then he, he makes well. a tackle. Well. Uh, and obviously, set up. He set up a goal against Hearts. Dre Wright's goal. And obviously scored in his opening game. So I mean, he's a, he's a he's a real he's a really good player. He is, a very, he is a very good player. So, I would have taken him, you know, when uh, when Rangers sold Patterson. I would have happily had Clark in. I mean, he wouldn't couldn't be any worse than the Polish boy that hasn't played at all. Zakowski, not even on the bench. Oh, I forgot these days. Yeah, so did I all the time. Um, so I mean, I would I think Clark has the I mean has the physical attributes. To, to play at an elite level mm-hmm. um, and then he's not a bad footballer alongside that so yeah uh, I mean he's so he's on loan again 18 months, 18 deal. months yeah. but there's break clauses in it which is what worries me mm-hmm. um, come on surely Arsenal are going as, 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 often, as we often say regardless of how good players are up here they'll no, 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 play the league team working on something well they've done, no. it, they've done it already they've done it to Ross County so he could cut the hip so they've already done it uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how much higher is he going though well Rangers tried to buy him Ranger apparently offered a million. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, yeah, there was okay. some and, chat about that. Yeah. And Arsenal turned it down so he could still go to Hibs because I think we they'd already they'd already agreed with Hibs and obviously a million pounds nothing to Arsenal. So yes. I think they were able to go. No, we've already agreed. And then obviously I think they thought that he'd be going to Rangers purely as backup. Yeah, so yeah, maybe they think they could get true. his value up more if playing Hibs. That's a, that's my guess. In terms of St Mirren, Robinson now coming out. I mean, Robinson's doing my fucking head in. If <laughs> anyone listens to this podcast, you might say I'm talking about it all the time. Yes. Every week it's just something different, and it's all. Always contradiction. This way, oh, it's all on me. I'm taking all responsibility. You've been blaming Goodwin for like the whole other time. It's like you can't just now turn it into or throwing the players under the bus, blaming the out. Oh, I'm going to make the changes now. I'm going to try and keep it the same way. He just jumps uh, yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, true responsibility. He picked quite. I mean, it's a defensive side he picked. I mean, that that's is more defensive than the team he picked against Rangers the week before, which is odd. Also, oh, Curtis Main played the full ninety. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Curtis Main played at all. Would be a, uh, alarm bells should be ringing really. I mean, to me, I mean, uh, you know, no one needs to tell me how frustrating Jordan Jones is as a footballer, but surely he should be playing for some minutes. Absolutely, uh, you know, and especially against a team that's uh, struggling like that. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, and then you've got Ronan, who's a good footballer, um, and you've got Henderson, who's a good player. 
Uh, so for me, if you're in the trouble they're in, those three should yeah. play. Henderson came on quite early, and they, his yeah. man got a real lift, I'm yeah. coming on. So man with a better team for the rest of the half after he came off the bench, after Hibbs had started strongly. And I, I think right. that, that wasn't a coincidence. He really got yeah. on the ball and started to kind of yeah. pose questions of Hibbs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Robinson, play, like, I said, like I just said, Curtis Main for the full 90 is wild. Just the way Robinson's behaving, it's like he's, he's really an experienced manager, which he's yeah. not. He's not, he's not an ex- even an experienced in this country specifically. Yeah. So that really is confusing me. And now I think St. Mirren are just waiting for Conor Ronan to score a raker and they scrape a 1 0 win, and that's them up the road. I think that's literally what mm. they're going to be waiting on. Um, but the problem with this stage of the season, you want it to be now. Like what happened for him, sir? You get a break and you take it and, you, yeah, yeah. and you're done. That's Livingston. It. Now, because the minute that it gets to three games to go, then it is just a problem. You cannot win in three games. That's, yeah, yeah. So I really want that to be happening in the next couple Because Hibs the team you kind of wanted to that point. They've yeah. just lost cup semi-final. Manager's just been sacked. Disarray, not been winning at all. Uh, so yeah, we'll get them to our place and we'll, we'll get a result there. But I mean, try to chuck it away. I mean, the hands are hit the bar after it and then it's all starting to get really scrappy and some of them creating chances. But uh, I'd start to worry if mm-hmm. I was some mm-hmm. A yeah. lot. They die again. Butcher vibes. Yeah. I still think they'll be all right. I still think Aberdeen will be all right as well. I think St Johnson have just got a wee bit too much ground to make up at this end of the season for a team that doesn't look that good as well. And yeah. it's just, when you look at Aberdeen and you look at St Man, yes, it's kind of, it's very much, again, going back to the Terry Butcher season at Hibs where we just kept saying every week, well, Hibs will be fine because they just need one win and it never came. But mm. usually that win does come yeah. because it's very hard to go that many games without winning a match, like almost by accident, you know. Like, Especially one of them will be against Dundee. To play like a terrible <laughs> opponent and like they just yeah, yeah. give you a couple of goals or they can't finish their chances and you score a scrap on the other end. I think both of these teams will get at least one win between now and the end of the season and that should be enough mm. for them. But the fact that there's two of them means that one of them might do it and yeah. I really hope against it's Against each other. <laughs> against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a road in rocket against Aberdeen and then Aberdeen in real trouble. Yeah, uh, Aberdeen for... Uh, we've never been relegated for the top flight. Uh, get down now! Everyone needs a turn. Hmm. Right, Ewan, I've got a question for you. Go for it. Say that uh, Rangers were playing away from home to a team. Uh, say they were 1-0 up and then had the man sent off and then they conceded a goal. How many teams would you rather play at that point forward over Motherwell? Uh, Mark McGee's Dundee. And that's probably about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Motherwell were pathetic. Mm. Pathetic in that second half. I mean, what? I just didn't get that. Uh, their, their approach whatsoever they just let us uh, play out from the back quite quite easily they could have pressed up could have caused us all kinds of bother I mean I, I thought uh, Rangers were good um, second half especially uh, well the first half we weren't good to be fair but second half we were good um, but we were allowed to be um, I mean we've probably never had as <laughs> I mean we had like a you know, a front three of Fashion Scala nobody and Scott Wright and absolutely tore them to bits. <laughs> like, I mean, what, the, what happened there? Um, so yeah, it, it was uh, it was good, it was good, really good from Rangers' perspective. And you know, we've, we've sort of shown we've got, got a bit about us in the in the last week and a half or so. Um, when, you know, no, that's a really good them. point. I think yeah. uh, um, the first time a bit of, a bit of issues mm. have come up. Rangers have, have have come out swinging, and I think yeah. that's really really good for Van Bronckhorst. Yeah, yeah, he needed it. He yeah. needed it because if you know if those three games go the other way, then. I don't think he's the manager next season. Because you don't get... Because the thing for the old firm is something, you don't get a lot of adversity a lot of the time. Mm. It takes 
yeah. like specific weeks when it happens because it's not like when everyone else you are picking up wins you're yeah, churning yeah, them yeah, out yeah. so like even when you're thinking I'm not convinced by us it's always hard to really push anyone because you're like right the, the wins are still coming but they got adversity here because mm. they were playing teams obviously in Europe and then Celtic back to back and then the, this game the red card actually works in Rangers' favour now, kind yeah. of, because it's like there's a whole week of everything going against us. Braga should have hammered them, and then it never happened, yeah. and then they got a goal, and they were hanging on. It takes you extra time, which I think that's fucked up the next period against Celtic, who've already turned us over in yep. two great, quite different ways, which is yeah, what they, yeah, that yeah. panicked me uh-huh. from a Rangers exactly, perspective. Yeah. And they've been done over, and then they'd, they'd also done a number on the Ibrox. Mm-hmm. Then go that going extra time as well. Rangers still to step up then. Brilliant. And then for this, another bit of adversity. So if you're Rangers, you start to get a bit buoyed. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, if we're going to be uh, successful this season, it's obviously not going to be in the league. But if uh, if it's going to be in in Europe, then we're going to have to. It's going to be you know we're going to have to be pretty brave and uh, play with a lot of heart. So yeah, uh, from our perspective, it was it was good. Stupid from Balogun, right enough. I mean, wild. I, I think he was annoyed at uh, Ahmad and uh, Barisic being pathetic. In the immediate uh, run up to that, I mean, Cornelius did well uh, in both sort of uh, challenges, and then I think Balogun's sort of like, right, I'll show you how to tackle a guy, and then, oops. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's him off. Um, okay, he doesn't really. I mean, he's quite a sort of cool, calm, collected guy, Balogun. So he doesn't normally do that, but I mean, not that type of player, I would say. Uh, but that, <laughs> no, I mean, still more red card. Because um, like normally, it's, you, you never really see him in too much trouble because his pace yeah. gets. So you never really see him in desperate positions. I, 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 I yeah, actually yeah. really rate Balogun. I think he's a really good player. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I've never seen him do that. He got so kind of weird. I think yeah, like, yeah, spot yeah. on. It's just pissed off at yeah. Diallo, who I mean. I felt for him getting taken off because this is getting a, getting a chance, yeah. but uh, he never scored the is, 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 it just, is, it, is it just a case he turned up at his debut, was so good against Ross County, he was like, oh, he was quite good. I can't be off for this. Well, and then just. Because the next game was the the, the old firm game uh, at Parkhead, and he was like a wee boy. Ah, yeah. And the lights in that, in that game. And then it was just after that. You know, he's just never get back in, really. Um, Where does he go? This is what I, I, yeah. I, I don't worry. When I say I worry about him, I don't. But <laughs> what, 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 what I mean is, like, you, you, you come into well, Atlanta and then you move mm. to Man United for like 35 million. It's a wonder kid, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to move to Rangers. It's like the ideal move for mm. a 19 year old who's not really had a kick, who's better be brilliant. You get to go to a sort of weaker league, but a massive club. Yeah, a lot of pressure, playing in Europe. Uh, and you get, so it's a really good setup, and you're going to get loads of chances because you're playing for Rangers in Scotland. And you're also, as you're saying, you get the European sense. So you're getting mm. all the things you would want as a young 19 year old forward player. Uh, and for it not to work, you start going, well, where do you go from here? Like, they, If you're like agents or other clubs, you just be like, this guy's no got it. Yeah, you probably have to go to like, the English Championship. I mean, some, a team will take him there, probably. Uh, and uh, I think that'll be his next step. Um, is there yeah. anything to add about Motherwell before we move on? Just that, just sorry, just that you were talking about the lack of pressing. I mm. think it's, sorry, sorry, mate, I'll, I'll yeah. let it, sorry, but Joe Effort, that done my head, because he's good at that. I was noticing that yeah, like, yeah. he's really aggressive, he works really hard, he's shit. But mm-hmm. like he, he really put, so I was like taking away the thing that he's probably best at yeah. when you're not allowing him to sort of press and, and Harry. Yeah. Well, the only other thing I say about Motherwell is I, I I don't see masses of them. But is Kane Willery rubbish against everybody else? Because he's always brilliant against us. Yeah. And, he's and he, but he didn't he didn't start. I thought he's, he's like. Yeah, maybe he only has so a final. Like, he only has a final ball against you. Yeah, well, he, he's good against other teams, but never actually puts. Never actually does anything at the end of it. Yeah, uh, Tony, I know that uh, Graham Alexander was annoying you. 
Alexander yeah what was it what, what did he come out and say uh, at full time I think he was did he not just throw all the players under the bus no no I was, oh, that's it sorry sorry he was talking about they're not getting enough credit Motherwell he actually came out and said those words we won one game in 15 and, <laughs> and this, this, this is the thing this, this is the thing about like Malky Mackay People talk about how good a job he's done. And he has done a good job, right? Don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, but mm. there's levels to all this now because the, the league's been like rubbish, uh, mm. really bad. Loads of teams, it's been, it's been the failures of other teams rather than the positivities of, of the weaker teams getting in the top six. That's like, you know, Ross County are there by default. That's really the truth. Uh, and, and the same with Motherwell, completely by default. They won one game this year and they made it. And he's greeting about not getting any credit for it. But it's because you don't deserve to be in the top six. You've just rolled into it. Uh, and now you're moaning because you're getting humped by Rangers with 10 men. What are people meant to say? <laughs> well done. I don't... What, what's the... I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Just loads of fucking angry guys. How about <laughs> Robinson? Just angry. Just shouting. But, but there's no really sensibility to anything they're saying. Right, let's move on to the other team in the title race. That was Celtic beating Ross County 2-0 away from home. I didn't watch this. Tony, I don't know if you watched it. But you and you're a Rangers fan, so I'm assuming you watched this closer than your own match. <coughs> not at all. Not at all. Uh, no, I was uh, I was flying a kite with my daughter. Oh, yeah, nice. very nice. Got stuck in the roof of a neighbour's house. Um, and, uh, you know, I... It was. Uh, I did. Uh, I mean, I watched. I watched the end when it, I heard it was nervy. I mean, it was actually. It was one of those games where it's only nervy if you're a Celtic fan because actually, at the time, if you watch it back, Ross County were never scoring that game. Mm. They were never. They never even looked like scoring. Um, and Celtic did most times they went forward. So, uh, I mean, you know, we all obviously you always have these games where if you're only winning by a goal, obviously something can happen. It happened to us at Ross County. Um, but generally speaking, considering well, three goals, though. we did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but in the ninety seventh minute, we were one up. Uh, you were one goal up, and then Al McGregor had a episode. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought it, you know, they were. It was just Celtic fans sort of um, working themselves into a shoot, to be honest, because it, it was it, it was pretty uh, standard fare. Um, I saw I saw a bit bits of it. I, I watched the Hearts game because I knew this game was on, so I thought so I might watch that. I was trying to balance it out. Uh, but Jota uh, and and Kyogo, I love that goal. Like the big Larson vibes for yeah, Kyogo. Yeah, hang, hangs in the air. Hangs right. in the air. Uh, oh, I bet to say that with Ryan Tierney's goal from Motherwell as well. I love uh, he hung in the air a bit as well. Not as much as Kyogo, but he done that. Ryan Tierney done that jump that I love to do where players are just so thin, like the body shape is just mm. like like just a big stick mm. jumping in the air. Like they have like their arms close to their sides and just kind of jump like almost like leaping like a salmon basically. Mm. And they don't and they don't uh, really put much neck muscle in yeah. it as well. It just sort of drifts off their head and it goes yeah. down at the corner. And Kyogo's that and you see Kyogo, the difference, just the, 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 the both strikers they've got, the movement's like almost like their, their best attribute. Yeah. Kurahash is yeah. really good. I mean, uh, his, his movement reminds, this is uh, Yank Taylor here, but his, his movement reminds me of like a wide receiver in, in the NFL. The way you like it's so much off the ball movement, yeah. Like, it's like it's almost like the ball was irrelevant to his movement. Mm. He does, it's like he's not watching where the ball is, he's moving into space and thinking, Well, the ball will get you know, it will it's their me. job to be uh-huh. watching me, yeah. 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 Um, I, 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 I mean, he's a great player, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they just they instantly he was uh, Jack Macus when they were missing him, both been missing both of them. 
And Megda, who I like, is a is a wide player. He is I, a wide player. I, I, yeah, I don't. He worked great. He puts in. It's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, but like in terms of like the, the quality, so they, and it's such a good attribute for strikers for the old firm in general when they've mm. got. Remember Rangers, Yelovich always thought had really really good movement. Yeah. Even, I always think for them it's because they're always in crowded boxes. They're yeah. all like they, they they rarely get a sort mm. of like. An, an easy movement. Elos yeah. movement's pretty good as well. Riffs, Riffs is very good. Riffs is good. Yes. Yeah, so they, yeah. they're such a it's a really important attribute for a for an old firm striker when there's very little room. The one where he hit the bar for Uashi, but it was like looping. It wasn't like a particularly good finish. Mm. He, um, he his movement there when he just moved back and turned round was 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 really really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's probably Celtic's best front three. I would say. Um, I mean, Jack Marcus would have an argument there, but I, I think Abada would have an argument as well. Yeah. I, I th- I, yeah, but I, I think that's the best front three. I mean, I, I, Maida's not as good a footballer maybe as Abada, and, and Abada might surpass him, you know, in maybe in eighteen months, ah, yeah, a year or so because he's young. But what, I think I think Maida's movement, uh, or well, the, no, it's not his movement really. It's just there's so much of it. Um, you know, his, his work rate is they sort of need that, I think. And um, uh, I read that Hatati had a good game, which I think is quite important because he's. Oh, he got slated by a uh, friend of the podcast, Stevie Dinn. Oh. What, for his performance in this yeah, game? Yeah, yeah. Oh, All right, okay, maybe we didn't play well then. I don't know. Stevie, I mean, do we take his word for anything? <laughs> maybe not. I think. I think Atati is going to be one of the. There's obviously so much quality there. I think mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, after a pre-season, yeah. we might be talking about him. I'm gonna when we have to put in our um, predictions. I'm gonna be go for Hatati to play the year next year. Yeah, okay. Off the back of a pre-season, because okay. when he came in and it was like there was no time to think, you know, no time to take a breath for a guy mm. like him, and he, and he was really good. But you can see it's just going down. He's, he's only getting really getting fifty minutes out of him. Speaking and of predictions, I'm pretty sure I got slated for saying Hearts would finish fourth this year. I, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Hearts, oh, here what we are. fucking oh, what team? Oh, what, what squad? Excellent team. What squad? <laughs> like you see the players out. Like I saw Nery's toe poker put up. Like it's too much excitement. They're there. They're brilliant. They're brilliant. <laughs> it was great. Honestly, like the last five years, Hearts have been. Dug me for the uh, like for five years for five five years, <laughs> like from Cathro walking in the door in late two thousand and sixteen until this season, we were pish, rubbish, terrible to watch. Even when we we're finishing the top half, we were ridiculously dull, and you know we either limped there under Cathro or finished I think bottom scorers in the league under Levine and just managed to claw away into the. Into the top six from having a ridiculously good defensive record because that was the season where Christoph Berra was putting one of the best set half performances I've ever seen from a Hearts defender before he his uh, hamstring snapped into bits and then that was him done. Oh. Uh, but that was the season we also had John McLaughlin as well, so we had a very good goalkeeper. Didn't last very long. Um, but yeah, this but when Nery's talk poker put up with the players that were out missing for each club, I think there was seven out for Hearts, and I think every single one of them would have been in the starting oh. eleven if they were playing. So Kingsley, Halkett, Suter. So it's the entire back three are all out. Halliday might have started the left back. You've got Beringabe's out as well. Devlin wasn't fit enough to play. He probably would have started as well. Um, Sims wasn't out, but Nielsen said afterwards he'd taken a knock, so he was only fit enough mm. for the bench. Um, who else is there? Uh, who else plays in the. Who else plays for Hearts? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Smith. Michael Smith. Well, he was out as well. So Hearts are missing pretty much their entire back five mm. and their main goal threat. And. One of their and two of the best set of midfielders as well, and, and still and went away to Dundee United, and yeah. a Dundee United team who are still played for Europe, and yeah. Hearts nothing to play for. United had the 
better start, much better team in the. I mean, even the go- before the goal, the goal comes from a Gordon save, and even mm-hmm. before then, had a chance from a corner. And they were certainly a better side in the opening 10, 15 minutes, but then from about 20 minutes onwards, Hearts were great. And United put a wee bit more pressure in the second half, and then a great goal to equalise after Hearts had gone 2 1 up. But just mm. the, the football that Hearts were playing, and just. It's great. It's great. Watch, <laughs> it's great watching your team when they're just good to watch. It's, 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 and there's goals everywhere on that team as well. Ginelli chipping in again, with, yeah, uh, having his one, game in, one good game in seven, as he tends to do. And yeah, I was slaying him. My, my dad. Woodburn even played well. I had my dad around here, he knows a, a big jambo, because uh, I'm a family and I was making dinner. Uh, and we were all and they were all sitting watching and I'm slating Janelli and then he was like, Oh he scored, and then he was ripping it up. And so I was like, Oh maybe I'm wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> um Woodburn's crap though. Oh, Something yeah, negative. Yes. No, he, he came on it was good though, I thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he done all right for the he done alright for one of the goals, uh, well, didn't he? Mm. He, he actually came on and played centre of the park, which might be the key to Woodburn because he when score enough goals. Well, we, we play him as uh, one of the wide tens normally, mm. and I just don't yeah, think he suits yeah. that. Um, no. And he's actually looked alright a couple of times. We played him as a, like a false nine, and so I think he'd just mm. maybe try to play him in actually the centre, and he might be good. Um, yeah, it was Makarov went off injured as well. <laughs> Some oh, yeah. people say that because uh, when I saw the body go down, I was like, not another injury, and then it was, it was like, oh, it's Makarov. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like Devlin's going to be fit against him. Yeah. Don't need him. How will be fit against him? Don't, don't need Makarov. <laughs> So well, if anybody's going to go down injured for that team, I think he... Aye, I think actually, out of that entire team, if anybody go down injured, with maybe the exception of Mackay, Stephen, or Ginelli, back in it's fine. Yeah. What a goal from Dylan Levitt, though. Oh, Archie game of I thought, unbelievable goal. Unbelievable goal. We beg on Henning. Yep. Aye. Yep. We had a great game apart for that, though. Yeah, Tina, Tina. Ah, oh. oh, Peter, please sign a new deal. Please sign a new deal. I thought, please do you see how deal. slowly uh, Herring ran for the last goal after he plays the pass? It's the slowest I've seen a man move on a pitch in Scottish football this season. Absolutely blowing out his arse at that stage. And I think he passes it to Mackay and he's so, he's like, I should probably keep going forward here, but I really can't be arsed. And he's just, oh, watch it back. A very, very slow man. But yeah, it's just, it's, 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 I'm sorry, it's just great being a hard fan. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Uh, you have to look forward to as well. Spoke to my boss this week and like, Barry, Barry, Barry Anderson, apparently he's got some holidays at some times so where there might be away games. I'm like, oh my God, if I get paid, if I get paid money to go abroad and watch Hearts play football, oh. Jesus Christ. Be That'd be better than being on, that's better than being on the telly, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the sloppy writing, because you'll be pissed in the middle of the oh, square, I just like everyone right. else. Sure. Then he's just lost the opportunity to go <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's Joe, uh, Joe will get to go now. <laughs> so anybody who's been on a, anybody who's been on a way trip knows that the, the, the laggers do flow <laughs> before the game. Um, the trick is just not to get too drunk that you fall asleep and miss the match. Um, or, D- the, or the flight home. Dundee United um, just can't win when they go ahead. That's like no, the 7th or 8th game. Uh, I was reading an article for Alan Temple who was talking about it and that's what he's saying they've, they've dropped 16 points in the last 8 games and they've been ahead at some point in, in all of them and they've only won one. Mm. Uh, which kind of, I thought that kind of goes against your sort of sensibilities when you think about Dundee United from last season and this season where you think a bit stuffy and they're, they're, they're tough to score against. Mm. Um, so... I mean, the Seagrass maybe gone a bit off the Definitely, wheel. Bit yeah. Definitely has. He's, yeah. Is it the proverbial heads turned? He's still yeah. made a number of incredible saves this season, but he's made a lot more mistakes than he did last year. 
Mm. That, that one he made for Mackay when he just double-handed it away, that was weird. Mm. Uh, there was actually a lot of shit uh, goalkeeper performances this week. Xander Clark looked a bit all over the place in the highlights this Johnston game. Obviously, Liam Kelly oh, scored a Ian Lawler. Ian Lawler. And, they, and, and Seagrass. I mean, Kelly, Seagrass and Clark, if you listen to football Twitter, they're meant to be our best, the best goalkeepers. Uh, and the, but for Gordon. Just, uh, well, yeah, that's what... But they're, they're obviously... Miles I, I even thought Craig Gordon could have done better for the Edwards goal. I know you're not allowed to criticise Craig Gordon, but... And it, you're, it in my, you're in my house, you're, you're more than welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I thought and that's one of... I mean, I think it's probably been a bit harsh because it was in the corner, but I thought he got down a wee bit slow, which you wouldn't normally associate with mm. Craig Gordon, but... I, don't, I think it's something if you're going to rate someone at the levels that we talk about Craig yeah. Gordon I mean I was forced on television to talk about him being world class so uh, so wasn't world class there fine you yeah. go ahead yeah. uh, but it was it's a really good film loads of good goals this week as well actually uh, and because Levitt's goal as you're saying yeah. Archie MLS yeah. is great uh, Edwards really good strike and then um, Sims is finish oh, yeah. they're my favourite that boy can Lash the ball. I mean, he, yeah. he, like the one that he scored against Hibs in the semi. I was talking about it on our podcast. Like a baseball bat. Hey, yeah. you can hear the thump of it. Like there's yeah. a microphone on the ball, and here he just he absolutely. They're my favourite types of goal. The roof of the net at the near post. Yeah. Uh, you don't actually see them that often, mm. and they're quite hard to execute. Uh, and and it's and it's a peach. I'm you know. really getting concerned. I joked about it on Twitter yesterday, but I'm really getting concerned about Everton's form in the English Premier League. Yeah, day. Because yeah. if Everton get relegated, well, they're keeping Sims because he's good enough to play the Championship. I think you yeah. won't be keeping Sims nah, yeah, regardless. I think because he'll, he'll he'll get a loan at a, a better yeah. unless you were to make the Europa League. Maybe not conference. But I think they they'll be what they're, what I think will happen is because he's been so good and he's getting better the more he's settled here. Yeah. They'll end up giving him a new deal. And then they're going to try and put him on loan at a higher level than than what we're in. He's a player who he's a player who can get injured between now and the cup final. Mm. I think he'd be a huge player because it's nationally tele- it was a televised game. It's a cup final, mm. so people think on the way we're watching. It's a big stage. Sold it'll be a sold at Hamden. Fifty thousand people there, and also as well, just the way that the game will probably go. Like they'll be spaced in behind mm-hmm. to the attack Rangers, and you'll need Sims's pace. And he, he could he could be a, a key player for Hearts if he's missing for that game. You can't really see it. He he's transformed Hearts, and even when he wasn't, mm-hmm. even when he went through the bits where he wasn't playing quite so well, uh, and maybe he was a bit greedy at times. I didn't have too much of a problem with that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, just the ability to then Hearts had to stretch the game because Boyce is so intelligent, but he drops. Right. Obviously, Mackay drives with the ball forward. He's lacked someone who would stretch it, yeah. and he's just been perfect for that I always thought you might have started playing Ginelli in a forward role simply to give you that sort of the ability to do that even well, that was so atta- in a tactical yeah. sense that was how they played this game it was actually a 3-5-2 they started yeah. where, where Ginelli and Boyce as the two strikers and Mackay was just one of the midfield three but I would be if I was a Dundee United fan and, and like Sims great finishing that I'd be absolutely pulling my hair out of the fact that Mackay Mackay who's the assist merchant who said it loads it just wandered jogging up the park with the ball with no pressure on it at all and you've got a striker who's making on it just like what are you doing what are you doing he's, yeah. just, he's not even like it's it's an easy pass for a guy like Mackay it's not like yeah. a special there's no reverse it's, it's just, the, run, the run makes the pass uh, because it's a really good run from Sims um, which you know, Mackay then just has to pass it to him yeah uh, you know, it's, it is an easy pass for Mackay you know, but, this is like the, sort of the one of the premier sort of creative midfielders mm-hmm. in the league to not, you're 2-2 two, two, you're going for you know, you're not pressing the ball when he's running through and they've got a striker who's on form making that run it's Pretty criminal if you're a Dundee United fan. They do like a they like a Peter Haring type in the mm. centre of the park. I would say somebody like like Levitt plays like, as the deep, and he, he's a good footballer, but he's not that yeah, type of footballer. He's a, a deep line playmaker. They need, rather, more, yeah. they need a better kind of ball winner. Butcher can do it to an yeah. extent, but he's also he can then play football. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, they've got, they've got. Dundee United. Uh, and Tony Watt was pish. Ah, he was. He was. You just worry, like, Dundee United, there's. If they, they invest a bit, there is elements. McMahon was back in the team, that was quite interesting. He was actually all right. Yeah. Because mm. uh, he's been. And him and Graham both played in this game. But I um, don't know. I think Dundee United, there's, there's clear holes in the team that if they invest a bit, like, it's, you don't need to be like a Dundee United expert to see exactly the types of players that they need. It's mainly just like the spine of the team. Because if what what is good, I know he played poorly in this, but if you put a goal scorer beside him, mm-hmm. I think they could be like that's not Nicky Clark. And also play him through the centre. Yeah, and let, let him play there and then just get McNulty so far to fuck, man. He's rubbish. <laughs> he's rubbish. He's, he's stealing a wage for absolute like a decade uh, from like Reading and whoever else he goes to. Um so yeah, I d- just, it's quite lucky there's another thing about Hibs being in the bottom second Aberdeen five teams are getting in Europe and Hibs and Aberdeen still can't get in <laughs> with the budgets they've got bad that's poor you know what I mean fucking Hibs going to end up getting them into Europe and we like, if you give us credit I go Europe that, that sound bite will work in yeah. the future um, but then anyone who knew be like I mean, they won two games at their last 18 half a season it was kind of like that with the finished third under Robinson. They only won like two of the last something ridiculous as well, mm-hmm. but finished, but done it because that was when Aberdeen done the same. Went through just a horrendous drought at around about the same time, and it was almost by default. But yeah, what a, what a bloody cheery end to the podcast that was. I feel <laughs> 10 feet tall. <laughs> right, Tony, thank you very much for joining me. No worries. Thank you very much, Ewan. Thank you. And thank you to everybody for listening. We're about to record a Patreon where we're going to look forward to Rangers in the semi-final of European competition. That is the semi-final of European competition. Uh, uh, yeah, that's exactly, exactly what I just good, said. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. More, more, gonna... more teams should try that. <laughs> <laughs> if you... If, you, if that doesn't sound like fun to you, <laughs> then uh, we've got a whole lot of other stuff coming up. Uh, this, um, In fact, I don't even know when I'm going to put this podcast out. I might actually save it uh, for closer to the game. Actually, I, I don't know. I'll make up my mind once I get home tonight and, and have a think about it. But if not, there is... <laughs> the listeners don't need to know you're, you're working. <laughs> if, if not, we do have... There is... Craig Cairns is speaking to Craig Anderson and an Arbroath fan to get their both of their thoughts and their emotions and then kind of their, their, how their evening panned out last Friday in that epic end <sighs> to the championship title race. And there's also going to be, hopefully, Tom Watt talking to a Clyde fan because Clyde are moving out of Broadwood. So that should be very interesting as well. And we'll have our... I don't know, usual other, some of our other kind of set play stuff going up this week. So make sure to check that out. That's patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. Right. Thank you for listening. We'll speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.